Blog Talk Radio. It's a gridiron stud show and a promo that's got the flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Salamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up. Give us a call. We're waiting here. Talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around. No time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts. Amel and Chad with your breakfast toast. It is 9 a.m. here on Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. Are we agreeing that it's Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, the day the day after. Sound Monday. like you had it's a little bit better. Well, anyway, Tuesday's like what? Uh, isn't Tuesday? He's he's Amo Calamino. I'm <laughs> Chad Wilson. This is the Gridiron Stud Show. It is Straight Talk with Warren Sapp. Tuesday here on the Gridiron Stead Show, hoping to have the NFL Hall of Famer here with us, because he may have a, uh, an opinion on a few things, namely Al Golden being out of the University of Miami and the future of the Miami Hurricanes football team, who would be possible uh, future head coaches here, and all of the good stuff we've all been talking about here uh, locally here, I don't know how far. I don't know if it's you know up there in Pennsylvania or anywhere else. I just know here in South Florida, uh, it's all the talk, with the exception of people talking about how the Dolphins just ran right through the Houston Texans. I mean, if it wasn't for the Dolphins doing that, it would be 100% Al Golden and the University of Miami head coach talk. That's that. Well, would you know be what? Everything. You know what though? Ironically, it's got some ties up here because for some reason you guys have this love of Penn State down there. First you hire a former Penn Stater Golden, and now the rumors are that Franklin is a serious con- uh, consideration for that job. Now, I don't know how true that is. That's what, that's what they're saying. Uh, listen, I don't mean to laugh, but all right, you know what? Um, I want to make a nice little chart here. We're going to make a chart here in a minute. But before that, i got a little axe to grind here. You know what our problem is in this society? And, and I'm saying that like there's only one. But uh, – you know, we like to, at this point, because of social media, uh, we like to make judgments on sound bites, 140 characters, and video clips. We will sum up an entire. We will sum up a person's entire life. We'll sum up their character. We'll do all that. We'll make these whole judgment on half clips. I got into a back and forth with a, a former NBA player on my Twitter account today. I'm not going to name his name, but if anyone wants to know who that is, you can go jump over to the Twitter account, at Gridiron Studs, and see who that is. This former player is going in about uh, a video clip that's out there with a kid who threw uh, a basketball at a girl on a bike. I'm just, you know, giving a rough overview of what happened. He said, some, he said hi, hi, ladies, as two girls were going by on on uh, on their bikes, uh, every average everyday American neighborhood. He says hi, ladies. Uh, one of the girls says f you to him. He throws the basketball, um, and the kid's quite. I guess he's got great aim. The ball landed r- underneath the bike, right in between the two wheels. So you know what happens when that happens. Oh yeah. She flips off the front of the bike, and for some reason, 
He chose to make this full-out judgment about the kid and the situation based on that clip. And my response to him was, hey, you know what our real problem is in society? Because he was, he was angry that the majority of the comments on the video clip were blaming the girl for what happened because she was nasty to him. This, is a, this, this was a, a legitimate response to her being nasty, and he was upset about this. And I said, you know what the real problem is here? The problem is that our society wants to make whole judgments off of video clips and snippets and snapshots. And so he said, it's demented for me to think this way, blah, blah, blah. We go back and forth. No, no, you need more context is what you're saying. You need more context to understand. You need to find out the whole story. And it's not just us. I'm talking the average citizen that's doing it. Our media is doing it, which pushes, pushes it back to our citizens. And now our citizens feel justified in doing it. Now everyone's doing it. You will sum up a person's entire character, whole life off of that. So I asked this basketball player, you know, could I sum up your entire life off of reading one page out of your book or taking, you know, one clip out of your whole career, maybe you against Shaq, and just say this is who you were? Well, so what you're telling me is it's a center, okay, so we got that so far. Andy wrote a book. Hmm. Oh, no, not necessarily on both of those things. Those were both oh, okay. hypotheticals you were that using, I threw you out were there. Yeah, you'll go on my... You'll go on my account later and see who it is, but you know. Because you know me, yes, I will. Not yeah, want to know who it, it is. didn't. Yes. It didn't end well. But so you mean I got you on all that from just mentioning that somebody said James Franklin was a candidate for the job? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're gonna jump on that because listen, I got a little, I got a, I got a little hot uh, yesterday, um, or, or was it the day before when I asked the folks out west? Um, do you guys out there, because there's a job opening out west for another school that kind of mirrors the University of Miami, you know, USC. The USC has a history, albeit longer um, and deeper than the University of Miami's, but they've had some really great football teams there. Uh, some want to argue between, you know, one of USC's football teams and the University of Miami's football teams being the best of all time. They're in a metropolitan area. They don't have an on-campus stadium. There's a lot of parallels between sure. USC and they Miami. they got a beach close by. Right, right. Um, and one of the biggest parallels currently is they're both without a full-time coach. They both are on interim coaches. So I'm asking if the folks out west are making ridiculous um, suggestions for coach. Like we're getting down here, Luke, Luther Campbell, The Rock, um, um, Ed yeah, Reed, but people are no being tongue in cheek, right? Nobody seriously thinks they the rock coach. Mate. Some of these Amol really appear to be serious. All right. Now I can spot a joke like the next one. Uh, some of these are serious. They just want a former player or someone connected to Miami or to the past there. They don't care who it is. Sebastian Ibis. They don't care. So I was asking folks out west, are you guys getting the ridiculous suggestions? Is anyone suggesting O.J. Simpson, Marcus Allen? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, are they asking, are they suggesting that those guys should coach USC football? And I, I think the answer to that is no. But, you know what, let's talk legitimate um, before we get SAP on here. Um, let's talk legitimate candidates for this job right now. And the, the John Franklin one seems to be new for me. You know what I think's going on, Emil? I think in every town where there is uh, a decently or highly regarded coach, that coach uh, is going to be talked about as being well. I'm going to tell you something funny here. He's not highly regarded by by most Penn Staters, by the way. 
was that with him coming in the door or or after? No, now I mean, I mean here's the, the question. The question that the P and I have quite a few friends that are like what thirty year ticket holders, like that type of group that actually knows boosters. Uh, the, the word on him up here, and, and I tend to agree with it from what I've watched, is all sizzle, no steak. In other words, he can recruit, he can get a pep rally going, uh, he can beat Army 20-14, to 14, but the players have come in and they've seen regression, and the most notable one being the quarterback, Hackenberg, who looked like a stud his freshman year with Bill O'Brien in the last two years has been absolutely average at best on a good day, and the offensive line is a sieve. And, it, um, you know, there's just there's that question. So that's why I kind of chuckled when I heard it, because I think, based on what I've seen him doing so far up here, uh, I think Miami fans might start leaving the city if another Penn Stater comes down there. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he is a legit candidate. I guess everyone is. Charlie Strong just had to say, Charlie Strong now, who was uh, on his way out, um, through those first three games, uh, had to deny reports that he was interested in Miami yesterday. Um, here's what we got. Butch Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod Chazinski. Mm-hmm. Familiar with him? Former yeah. Kane. Mm-hmm. Highly yeah. regarded in the NFL ranks as a coordinator. Yeah. Uh, Greg Schiano. Mm-hmm. I'm writing these down as we speak. This is getting interesting. This list, huh? Shiano had it was was very good at Rutgers, not so good in the NFL. Um, Mario Cristobal. Okay, I know that name. Yeah, uh, co- was the FIU head coach for a while. Came to Miami for seem- for seemingly a couple of weeks, and then left for Alabama, which upset people, <laughs> which made me crack up. Like, what are you upset for? He doubled his pay, and he's at... Well, let me, uh, I want to go back to the first one that I suggested yesterday. I mean, my only suggestion on Strong, I mean, I think he would actually have to be fired for him to be a candidate because, no disrespect to Miami, they can't pay Strong what Texas is paying him. So no way in high hell. No right, way in so high unless hell. He gets, I mean, Texas is the wealthiest public university. That means, like, not including Harvard and Yale, for those of you not following public at home, in the United States. Okay, they they and and we all know, you know, it's been chronicled the love of football in the state of Texas. So they don't care what they pay the coach if they think they have the right coach. So whatever he's making now is going to be a hell of a lot more than Miami pays their coach. Right. A couple more names. Ken Dorsey. The quarterback. (laughs) Yes. Is he coaching anywhere? Um, he, He might be. He might be. I'm just I'm, I'm uh, being serious. I'm asking you: Is he coaching anywhere? I didn't even know. I who don't was know. Coach. I don't have. I don't have an answer to that question. I believe that he is. How about Schnellenberger? Is he still alive or did he pass? He's around, man. He still. He still well, got that pipe. Can you bring pipe. him back? I mean, what is he? Hey, about you might as right well. Now? I mean, if you're if you're talking Bush I mean, Davis, you might as well include Howard Schnellenberger. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he might be 90, but he could he could bring that corn cob pipe on the sidelines and revive revive stuff. I was going to use a word. No, it's just so hilarious. You know what? Our our next, I mean, our our guest host here uh, might very well be on on the list. I mean, he's a former Kane, right? Knows a lot about sure. football. Why yeah. why not put put him on? So with that, it's it's about that time, folks. And now it's time for straight talk with Warren. I'll go sideways about Reggie Chuck. Are you kidding me?
giving it to you the way you may not want it, but exactly the way that you do need it. Touching various topics on the pro football and college football gridiron. He just wanted the contract and the notoriety, but he didn't want the work. So don't be shy, because we know he won't be either. Straight talk now with Warren Sapp on the Gridiron Stud Show. You ain't never been fast in your life, so don't even worry about self or being fast. Well, how about that? Uh, Emil, I'm going to do something crazy here. I, I believe this call is from Warren Sapp, but Am Blog Talk Radio, I have no way of knowing that. We don't have screeners. Sapp, is this you? You already know. Oh, well, there we go. I saved myself <laughs> some a big amount of embarrassment right there. Mr. Sapp, you had some things to say on uh, Saturday during, uh, I think that was a game that I was I, I, I attended personally. Uh, I, I, I think that was a football game. I've been playing for a while. It didn't look like it. Uh, let me just read a couple of these tweets right here. Wait, can I say um, good morning to Warren? Am I allowed to say yeah, good morning? My, my bad. My bad. It's AC. Listen, listen, AC, you got to just get in, man. You know Chad's excited. <laughs> he's, well, he's excited. He, we read your, a little bit of your transcript before you came on. and Then he asked me yesterday, Warren, if I – how if I was watching the game when it was like forty-two nothing? Now he. I'm trying to figure out. Do y'all have like a computer in front of y'all? Because y'all asking is Ken Dorsey in the league? Ken Dorsey was. Oh. If he's not continually Cam Newton's quarterback coach, he was the last time I saw him. So. Okay. Yeah, well, Fellas, I how y'all on here talking sports? Know. And y'all don't got Google in front of you. You know, that's how Google became the the biggest company in America. Is. We ask questions. We really don't know. Hey, listen, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking us to task. But no one I'm felt like Googling you to task. That I just happened to be on the waiting to get on, and you two sitting there talking about Ken Dorsey as the new head coach or a possible candidate for the coach of the University of Miami, and you the two don't know what he's doing. So if you don't throw don't his need, name in listen, the mix, I don't, don't throw my name I, in the mix. I don't, I don't need throw Google. my name in the mix. I don't I need not, Google if I'm I not, know I got hey, SAP coming on. I'm not PC I don't need Google enough. if SAP coming on. I'm not, I'm not PC enough to stand in front of no podium when you done had a game like that. I'm going to give it to you raw, real, and, hey, you know, so <laughs> if, well, no, well, you don't want to know. My, my feed right here on my computer is telling me that your uh, old Kane, uh, an NFL, uh, future NFL Hall of Famer, uh, Ed Reed said he might consider the job if it's offered to him. Come on, man. Ed Reed, Ballard can form a center on inside the NFL, let alone he's going to get in front of a team. Come on, let's, let's, let's stop. Stop. And that is straight Let's just keep it real. I mean, if we're going to put somebody in the, in the chair or nominate somebody, let's do some real people like Chud. Mario Cristobal, you know what I'm saying? Let's, 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 not, let's not play this fantasy ain't land, ain't land that Ed Reed's going to now be coach. Coach what? Come on, man. Well, first, hey, wait, take, uh, us through, wait, take us through Saturday because Chad, as a former player, ooh, ooh. he was honest with yesterday on the show and said, Oh, I, I'm the one that's telling the lies on the show, my bad. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I grab, you know, bring a little fallacy to this, all right? I'm glad. So what was your question again? <laughs> my question is, how did you feel watching that? I mean, I mean, Chad said he almost was brought to tears. Uh, my tweets, he had my to tweets leave didn't help you? 
My tweets didn't help you. I mean, they did. You're, you're asking me to go back. Go back. More than 48 hours. Shit, hell. Even the, even the police only get a good 48 hours to find a kill on TV, and now you're asking me to. <laughs> hey, we're right, asking I, I, you. The, the thing that drove me crazy is because it's been, three, it's been three distinct things that really, I looked at the University of Miami that really drove me crazy watching Al Golden walk out sidelines. One was that he didn't believe in the 4-3 defense. I don't know if he's looked at the wall with Ted Hendrick, Jim Burke, you know, Ruben Carter, Cortez, Russell Maryland, myself. You know, there's some pretty bad boys on that wall that played 4-3. So I don't know I don't know what the hell he's thinking of or what he's thinking about. I guess because he went to Penn State and they said linebacker you. I don't know what the hell. But that's what that's I guess that's what it is. That was the first thing that we no longer played the 4-3 Vaunted defense that we, you know, implemented around the world. And then Jimmy took the Dallas and I made famous in Tampa. So that defense works. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. So I was after D'Onofrio, and then I found out from D'Onofrio that it's not his defense, it's Al's defense. So I left D'Onofrio alone. I said, you know what? I won't say your name again. The man came right to me and said, Warren, mm. you really, I, you know, gave me that look. You know, spoke defensive term to me. I said, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone. It's not yours. I went on the air. So then I'm watching Al, and then he's standing on the sideline. Now, I've, I've watched college football for a very long time. I've never seen a head coach of a university not wear the colors. And what I mean by that, at the University of Miami, it's the U. We are the U. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, Schnellenberger put it on the helmet and said, this will be the most recognizable symbol like IBM in America. And it mm-hmm. is. Why mm-hmm. don't Al Golden wear a hat, a shirt, pair of pants, an uh, uh, emblem? Uh, I mean, I mean, put it on that ugly-ass tie that you look like a frat boy going for a damn job interview. <laughs> I, I mean, it really drove me crazy. And then Saturday. Wait, watched. wait, time out. Wait, wait, stop. Let me stop you on that. His predecessor did not do that. Who was that? Come on, Randy man. You know who that is. Paterno. Wait, stop. Paterno is at Penn State. We're talking about at the University of Miami down in Coral Gables at Green Tree. That is there's no, there's no the, University of Miami coach that's on the sideline that wears it. I'm not talking about Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno played before me and you, coached before me and you was born. Right, but that's his. Yeah. So, so what Joe did no, but is I see, Joe. But I what Joe did at Joe Paterno is Joe, and we know that that one right because we seen Sandusky in the shower, and plenty of people knew about it. So let's not talk about Joe Paterno like this is holier than now. So let's just go on to the next one. Yeah. And Harry Bryant yes. didn't do it either, but they, that's a Who? different year. I, I Who? see Sapp's point. Harry Bryant, he never wore anything. But dog. That. See, we're talking about a, a, a time when you know. Sam Bam Cunningham had to come into Bear Bryant before Bear Bryant could see, show his fans the, the, the day and time. So we're talking right. about a different era. Right. So when you talk about but a that, different era, hey, you can't Al talk Golan about was, that. Al Golan was a throw bike. Who? Throw where? Al Golan. Throw bike. Throw where? Throw back. No, no, no. Al walked into the University of Miami saying he didn't want to hear about the past. He didn't want to embrace the didn't. These weren't my words, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, he I mean, say this, right? Yeah, to I agree. I agree with right? Zap. You got to wear the school colors. I mean, that's just thank every you. coach thank today does Thank you. That. Somebody yes. five. Thank you. There's never been a University of Miami coach on that sideline without that you on him. That drives me crazy. But but Saturday, when I watched the mascot lead us out of the tunnel <laughs> through the smoke, <laughs> that was it for me. I was done. I, I, I mean, because. Even Joe Paterno stood in front of his team at the tunnel and ran out with him, right? True. Yeah. Even when he wasn't going to stay in front of 
Yeah. Sure, at the yeah. end they had him in one of those jazzy chairs. That was it for me. 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 That was a noon kickoff for me. That was final straw for me. It was a noon kickoff at 12.46 p.m. Joe Paterno coached the University of Miami before Al Goat, his predecessor. That's what you said to me? That's in his mind, man. That's his guy. No, That's no, no. In your mind, you said to me his predecessor at the University of Miami did that. I'm like, who? His predecessor. It ain't been about the U for that guy. You said it yourself. No, you no, no, here, no, no. He was Chad, trying to change Chad, everything. Chad, he wanted to change Chad, everything. Chad Wilson, now. did you attend the University of Miami in Green Tree and stay in 36? I the did. Dorm? I, 36. And why are you um, saying Penn State? What do you know about Happy Valley in the creamery? Nothing. We're talking about a he man did. that came to our university and wanted to implement a system that wasn't going to work and didn't work. Exactly. You and I was, and two years ago, I was yelling this. Y'all thought I had lost my mind. I oh, guess no, I was not y'all. looking not, at the film. Not y'all, buddy. In 2012, I started to let people know, and they attacked me as a oh, fake-ass that, boy, I, Oh, you was in that club too good. So I'm still sitting there wondering, how you yelling at me by his predecessor? I, I ain't never seen nobody. When he came with the shirt and the tie, you knew he was trying to change U.M. You knew dude, that right off rip. Dude, Bush Davis came with a with a, with a with a discipline system. He still didn't take our defense and what we do away from us. This man took our, our identity. Kings to us, who we are. He did. Well, Amel, I tell you what. Why don't you go through some of these wait, wait, candidates did you say that we Amel? came up with? Amel? Like a, like, like, I got to call the guy out his name. No, 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 no. Did you say Amel? How do you spell Amel? Go ahead. Uh, e- Jump in it's there, guys. It's E M I L one. No, that's, it ain't. It's Emil? Short for Emil- it ain't it's Emil? supposed to be Emilio. I'm Italian. Emo? Not Emo. A is with an no. A. E is the E, isn't it? <laughs> My bad, E C. We're going to change it to E C real quick. I didn't know it was an E there. We get, a phonics <laughs> lesson. E. we get a phonics lesson today on Street yeah, Talk. Thanks. With Warren. You're thanks getting everything fine. lesson today because you're sitting there talking about Ken Dorsey <laughs> as the head coach and you don't even know what he does for a living. Ain't that funny? And then he'll tell me name. Ed Reed, I, who has no no coaching ability, no coaching on his resume, nowhere in his his being. You can't tell me the guy that he sent off into the league to do what he was doing. Who, who's his protege? I, I didn't even give you these other names, like The Rock and, the and now, The man, Rock listen, and Luther man, Campbell. Stop, stop, stop. The Rock did his You got fans that His name's that, on the wall. His name was on the wall. Mm-hmm. He built the building. Mine. He built the facility for us. Good job, Rob. Thank you. Well, Thank you. Let, let's be serious, though. I want to ask you about the specifically about the game Saturday. Now, obviously, well, not obviously because I'm asking you, but Chad and I kind of felt <laughs> there was a message being sent there uh, because I can't believe Clemson, you know, has that much more talent than Miami. Am I wrong? You asking me or you telling me? Because that sounds like you are you. making wrong? a statement. Yeah, I like you were making a statement and then yelling at me to back it up. No, I'm asking I've, you. I've told you on this air before you can get out coached in college football. Okay, true. So you just think purely that that was in it. That was oh, we're that more whole. than talented enough to get the job done. Because I heard, I'll take Al's own words. On my way, on our way up to Florida State. We didn't have 65 guys who believed that we could beat Florida State. But when we left, we had 65 guys that knew they should have and could have won. What? (laughs) You know, that's the way you break down. You know, because I was in Tampa Bay drafted to a team that had 11 straight double-digit loss seasons. And when Dungey got there, Dungey used to bring a plan. And he say, this is how we're going to break down this football game. We're going to break it down this way. We're going to go this route. This is how we're going to get there. And when we get there, then we're going to do this play to get it. And you can see it as you're playing the game, like, here we go. 
We, we, we got it. We, we get the third downs. We're getting off the field. We got the field position. That's how you make your team believe in what you're selling them is there's a plan and a method of how we're going to break this thing down and get it to go our way. And that's how you get the kids to believe in what it's doing because it's coming to fruition right before their eyes. On third down, when they give us this trip set or whatever, we, we play this play. And now they don't get the first down. We get off the field. And there you go. There's your film study. And it builds the kids' confidence in the message that you're bringing them. So either two, one or two things, two, one or two things was happening at the University of Miami. Either Al didn't know how to coach and his coaches didn't know how to coach or the kids weren't listening to him anymore. Either way, he's got to go. Either way, he's got to go. Because when your safeties cannot determine – the running back from the quarterback on basic spread option? you got to be kidding me. I mean, the only reason the Clemson quarterback didn't score because he's fat and out of shape. I mean, he's running down the field wide open. I'm like, are you kidding? I mean, our safety runs down and pretty much tags the running back, then turns around and try to catch the quarterback. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's, exact, that's exactly what I saw. I mean, I'm That's shocked. basically what he did. And then if you go back to Bush in the Florida State game when he runs to the line of scrimmage, and there's a pitch man to relationship. I mean, there's a blocker in front of the pitch man. He gets to the line of scrimmage before the linebacker. And Al Golden describes this play after the game. Do you rem- you, you seen this press conference yet? Yes. And he say they I got did. our safety on the ground. Yeah. Boy, dog. That's not what happened, dog. Dog. Not even close to what happened. The world see your safety run to the line of scrimmage, get in a position to make a play on the pitch, man, and dies back inside and hits the quarterback. Yeah. Now they got the and cornerback says, on the ground. They got That's our what happened. on the ground. And they, yeah, the and he cornerback says got put in on a, the ground. In a post-game press conference, and he's a defensive coach, they got our safety on the ground, Chad. Hey, Chad, what are you going to do, man? Chad, what are you going to do? You can't, dog, the eye in the sky don't lie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's give him the bet. Hey, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt of that he didn't see the film. It's a post game okay, press conference. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But how do you tell us going into Clemson against the number sixteen rated in the country that we took it? We took it. Uh, I mean, Florida State wasn't playing well at all. I mean, I mean, AC even. I mean, <laughs> Mill thought he would. Florida. I mean, we had a shot to go win this thing. We go up there and we and we tell. The kids, after the fact, that they didn't think they could win going up. Why would you do that? Why, why, why would you say that? You're destroying the very kids that you now think they know how to win. You don't. You don't reveal that type of information to the alumni and the the the, the, the blue and the green nation that sits out there, you know, flashing to you and wearing to you and living to you and believing to you. You don't tell us that. That True. don't register to us. Well, let me, Warren, let me ask you this because as a fan, I'll, let's take this for people listening that are whoa, fans. Whoa, whoa, Explain. What did you say? Fan, not you, <laughs> okay. me. The fan. Okay. A fan. Yes, okay. the fans, right. are, fans right. are listening. And, and here's what, what a lot of us wonder about a situation like this. Okay, Miami goes to Florida State. You just detailed that, what he said. But they did, you know, they played where they could have won the game. They were in that ball game. They lost. Then they come, <laughs> they, play, they play Virginia Tech. They win by 10. How do you go from those two games what happened between Virginia Tech and Florida State and Saturday? I don't understand how you go from. Okay. From... I, 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 let, me, let me just stab at this because, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs. You didn't believe that you can beat Florida State because they're Florida State. 
You believe you can beat Virginia Tech because they're Virginia Tech. You have no chance against the six-rated Clemson Tigers that walking in here. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, this I- is the mentality in which the kids go because they have no direction in which to follow. Right, so, and things start going bad early, and then it's over. In college football, you can get flat foot out coached in college football. So and I mean, they gave up. When you're talking about being down 35 to nothing in a football game, your first string quarterback has been concussed on a two man rush, and the guy that concussed him should have been doubled off the top because he he almost kept the quarterback the other time when they told us that was a full pass. That's empty hand. <laughs> if y'all don't know what an empty hand is, that's an empty hand. <laughs> when your quarterback yeah. has no idea where the ball going and it just falls out of his hand and his fingers flail like he did, that's called an empty hand. So right. that guy should have been doubled off the top. So if we're not doubling the best pass rusher that's coming after our quarterback after losing a top ten left tackle, what are we doing? And then we go and we say, we're going to throw a come, an 18-yard comeback as one of the first passes from our new quarterback in a 35 to nothing ball game. Chad, mm-hmm. when we up 14, you're looking for the comeback to pick it off and run it back, right? Exactly. That's when you're you, looking you for let a 35 to nothing. You let you nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. I mean, even if I give up one, I could go to the sideline and be like, Coach, we up 28. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, well, listen. That field, that field is fake because when that offensive coordinator made that call from upstairs, downstairs, that he's about to run a comeback with the brand new quarterback that just got here, Al has to say to him, Are you trying to get us all fired? We're kneeling well, this ball, and we're walking inside, and we're going to see if we can calm this football team down, come out in the third quarter, score 21 points, and, and look up and see what the score is. It could be 21 to 35 at that point, and we have a shot. Well, and it's a fourth quarter okay. to play. And it's a fourth quarter to play. But We got rid of Golden. Oof. He's done. Uh, Do you have a list? Of, I mean, you gave some names. I mean, are they, are they that's, that's, that's my short list. That's my that's short, short list. list. Once, you, once you go past three coaches – in a, in a college church? Are you kidding me? So re- review the list for me again. One more time, Mark. You missed Christopher? it the first time? Christopher? No, no. Let's, let's go back to the top of the list. Okay, top of the list. I thought you just Rob had three Trzyski. names. It was Chud. Okay. Listening is a beautiful thing sometimes. Chud, <laughs> Mario. Chud, Mario. That's my, that's my, that's my wish list. And let's get Gino as the, the AD. Who? Let's have one of the inmates run the asylum. One of our great inmates that won the national championship and is, is, is a stand-up guy anywhere you take him. Well, who said anything about the AD going anywhere? When you put a head coach in, in charge, and this is just from some of my sources that tell me they wanted to fire the man at halftime, but they looked at the staff and said, who, are we, who do we want standing at the podium? If you allow a man to assemble a staff that you now can't fire him when you want to fire him because the staff that he's assembled you don't agree with, that, that, that's your job now. Okay. Um, how about some of these other names? <laughs> Which other names you got for me? Because I, I stop after two. I know. Let's throw some more in there. Amo, what do you Go got? Go ahead. I mean, I've, I've heard the ridiculous, well, like, so let's get to something this, that, that, that actually you makes can, sense. You can, you can laugh at all of them and just tell me why they No, I'll just tell you how ridiculous it sounds. Like, I mean, let's I'm go right ahead. Sure. I'm telling it, you it, without it, 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 it,
Okay, I'm telling you it's out there. James Franklin from Penn State. Boy, I brought silence, huh? Crickets. Let me play the cricket sound. You know the very definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So we're going to bring the next Penn State guy to Miami to do something special. Okay, there we go. I That's all I'm at. I mean, <laughs> Charlie Is he even Strong. a Penn State guy yet, though? I mean, is, is he? He's he been there long said, enough to be what, a Penn no, no, no. State guy. Emil, can you repeat what you said to me? What's the guy's name and what was the, what was his credentials you said? His name and what was the school after that? Franklin, current Penn State coach. Oh, boy. Chad, are you listening here? He's he's Vanderbilt, if you ask me. Who's Vanderbilt? J- the John current Franklin? Penn State coach is Vanderbilt? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell it. Just like Joe Paterno was Al Golden's predecessor. I got you. Go ahead. Yes, I'm on a roll today. Let me roll. You know, you know, John, you know, John Adams said in 1800, facts are stubborn, right? Exactly. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Charlie, I'm on for the ride. Who's the next? Who the next rocket Charlie Strong. That's down? the That's other name from out there from the Happy Valley, uh, the northeastern corridor of America. Give it to me. Charlie Strong's from Texas. Not not Penn State. Charlie already Charlie. got a job. Yes. Oh, I just checked him. It, 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 I agree with whoever said the University of Texas has too much money. Me, I said that. I said he, they're never going to pay him. What they, never, what never. We're having trouble buying our Al Golden. That was the, the excuse they gave me the last two years. We don't got no money by, to buy hey, him. By the, way, that, by the way, that price tag on Golden's buyout is going to be about $10 million. We could kind of use that around hey man, the athletic tell it, tell department. It, tell today. it to the bean counter. That ain't got nothing to do with my house. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Just throwing that I think, Miami's, I think Miami's tuition's high enough. They can handle it. Uh, Butch I, Davis. Last time I thought, I mean, going to all those New Year's Day bowl games, what did we – oh, that's right. We was playing for the basketball program to go up to New York every year at Master Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> the Beakies. <laughs> there go Butch them facts again. Davis, your, your, friend, your friend you mentioned him earlier who, who brought the discipline, Butch Davis. What do you think about him? When I watch Butch on TV, Butch is stuck in the 90s. And if you're stuck that in the my, 90s. That's my to, contention. Hey, Butch is stuck in the 90s. Butch used to threaten kids that he was going to send them home and send them back to the ghetto, and kids conform. And Butch was very fortunate to run into a, 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 a great cla- couple classes of kids that came to the University of Miami that he handed off to Coca, and Coca ran them to back-to-back championship games. So Butch did his part. Okay, but not 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 for now. I got you, Greg. Hey man, Chiano. just watch Butch on TV, man. Just watch the man talk. You gonna put him in front of kids like that? These, this is a whole new generation we're talking about. We're talking this, about a whole this new next, <laughs> this next name, whole new this, century, this next, this and next name's on gonna to be another fun. decade in that century. Come on, y'all. I know it's gonna be fun. Calm down, Greg Schiano. This one is is where I, I really want to have some fun. You know what? I used to work with Greg, and I, I had a, I got an appreciation for him when we were talking that he knows football, but I don't think he can apply football. <laughs> so, <laughs> Elaborate on that, please. Uh-huh. Huh? Elaborate on that. He was in Tampa. Please. He was in mm-hmm. Tampa. Mm-hmm. Do I, I mean, do I, I mean, we're talking about a guy that at the end of the game wanted to, you know, go after the, 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 the kneel down, the greatest play in the, in the game, victory formation. He wants Man, to go out the victory. He wants to go out the victory because he thought he was in college and professionals don't take care of the football. <laughs> well, are we not talking about a college? Uh, we're talking about a college. No, no, no. We're not Come talking about now. college. We're talking about in Tampa he did this. And I walked he was in his in Tampa office doing after college you things. asked me to tell you. I get to telling you my story, and you get in the middle of my story? That's what we're doing right Yes, man. Yes. And what is, and what exactly. is your question getting in the middle of my story so I can kill it real quick? 
he was in the NFL doing college things. We're talking about no, him for his college job. No, knows football, but his application of it to a football team is lacking. Did you That's not like his job? Did you not like what he did at Rutgers? What? Do you not like what he did? <laughs> I, I at have a Rutgers? different. And you know what? When you take me to college, what we racked the hand when when our hands was in the middle at the University of Miami Green Tree after every practice, we racked and said what? Say that again. We racked it after we worked out at Green Tree. Everybody hands at the top. After and we say what on three? One, two, three. Twelve and zero. Oh. I never saw mm-hmm. Gianna with a twelve and zero oh at Rutgers. So my I have a skewed college view. I'm sorry. You're talking to the most decorated cane in school history. I don't lower my standards. Okay. I was taught twelve okay. and zero oh perfection. Won my first twenty three or twenty four games at the University of Miami. I don't believe I won lost six games in four years. I don't believe in three, four, nine-win seasons as success. I had one of those. I went to Fiesta Bowl. It was one of the worst years of my life. So in your mind, Rob Chudzinski, Mario Cristobal, only ones that can deliver that. I didn't say that. That's those are your short candidates. List. That's it. That's my short list. If you're asking Warren Sapp his opinion because I hear some players want input, well, you got to write a check for input. Oh, I'm not writing a check. I'm just sitting here blabbering off my mouth because every year they print the program, they have to give me a page and a half. And I I earn that. So I earn the right to be able to say something. (laughs) But once he didn't lead us out of the tunnel, I was done. If you ain't going to run out the smoke, I'm done. Then go back to Penn State and do whatever they do. I don't even know what they do coming out of the tunnel, but whatever. Am I allowed to to get off this one and go to the NFL with you now? Because I I want to break your heart.
Right, right. I understand. Did you, well, you, you, have, you don't tuck your stuff in, man. Come but on, you're man. cool. You don't. You don't have a problem with the the sideline stuff. If Des says it's okay, it's okay. You don't. You don't There's think it's a big deal. There's three people on my football team you're not allowed to yell at. That's my head coach, my my quarterback, and my kicker. Everyone else. Other than that, everybody else can get it. Okay. <laughs> everybody else can get it. Everybody else can get it. <laughs> the head coach is, is is untouchable. The quarterback, you don't want that job. And I know damn well you don't want to be out there 53, 55 yards away from it with four seconds on the clock to kick this thing. And all of us looking at you like, we depending on you, so leave the kicker alone. Let me jump Everybody in Everybody else can get it. I want to ask a question on, on the Gridiron Stud Show today to Warren mm-hmm. Sapp. Yeah. I, I was talking about this with someone, and I know the kind of guys we had <laughs> in our locker room on our team when I played. Sapp is a perfect example of that. Let's go Chad, back a couple Chad, of weeks. Chad, I'm going to help you with one more thing from Al Golden. I got this. Do you know they're not yeah. allowed to say we here to do three things? They're not. <laughs> Please. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't say stuff like dog, that. The dog, Gino Toretta told me that last night, and I almost had a heart attack. Well, you and allowed. I will... Because I'm allowed. Because, we will have a phone call after this, but yeah, I just this to is put a that family show. I can't even get into that. I can't even get into that. I just want to put so, that on your heart that they are not allowed to say we're here to do three things. Ooh. Yeah, I know Amel feels on the outside of this. I'll I'll hit you with all that later. Yeah, Amel, you gotta I got to get Amel in. Get Amel definitely I will. I will. in all the way full blooded in because I was the one standing <laughs> with this battle cry one year, and you got to pass this along. How can you not? Pass yeah, it? He, he usually Warren. He usually catches me up. So next I know, time I know. this comes but up, this one here, Amel, you might feel the the, the the rage in my voice when when you feel what after Chad tell you that you might feel like me from the rest of this point on about this. <laughs> Go ahead, Chad. I'm hardcore sorry. hardcore UM fans listening to this know what we're talking they about. Know. I have this question for you. I know. I have this question for you. I know the kind of guys we had on our squad. I I know it. You go back a few weeks, that kicker for Michigan that bobbled that is he on our charter back to Miami or does he make other arrangements? That's the punter. Let's be real. That's not a kicker. That's the punter, punter, my bad. The punter. I can punt. The punter. I can the punt. The punter he that fumbled coming. that snap. <laughs> I can Is punt. he on he our charter? Back to he mind. ain't coming. Because <laughs> once you bobble it, now just get on the ball and allow the defense to bail you out. Because that ain't no gimme field goal. They're going to have to move that ball a little bit. They're like six, maybe five, six yards away from a 53-yarder. Because it's right it around 40, Don't forget, right? that ball was snapped with nine seconds left in the game. So hey, even if he did, get on it. Get yeah, if you can do math, there's only one play left get in the game. On so, it. Just yeah. get on the ball. Get on the ball. Don't, don't turn a disaster into a, a tsunami. <laughs> yes, you're hey, taking Disney. a snap with nine seconds left. You have to understand that even if I bobble this and just fall get on it, it's it. going yeah, to be four not seconds give up, I mean, give up the ball, but don't give up no field position because I'm standing on about the 40 right now. So that's. You know, 48 yards, that's like a 57-yard that's a yard, yard, like yard field, field goal. A little bit less than 58 yards. So just get up. <laughs> hey, listen, forget about dude, all that. Dude, we, we, we know when he had his back to it and he tried to kick it. Not, I mean, he tried his best, though. <laughs> we know the right thing for him to do. Forget all that. I want to dive into, I want you to give me the scenario. He can't. He can't. What is the scenario for his arrangement? somebody else. He can't not get home. How does he get home? How, how does he, he get, if that's get Paul Snyder, cannot. If that's Paul Snyder, how does cannot. he get home? Cannot. Cannot. I can punt. And I'm telling go. you, I'm telling you right there, Emil, that's probably what's missing on this current squad right now at the University of Miami. 
just the account of yeah, well, actually, stop, stop, stop. We're not going to do that. We're not going to vilify the kids who had a choice to go anywhere in the country, chose the University of Miami when we on our when we on our last leg with with this with this three three five defense or whatever that's going. On. We're not going to do that. We're not going to vilify the kids. You can I don't be know if it's three three five. Jim Harbaugh went out to Utah and looked like Michigan didn't know what they were doing, didn't they? Well, you know, they no, didn't look that true. bad to me. Uh, they didn't look that bad to me. Didn't. But they, I they didn't look like the team I, I that came out and, and shut somebody out three straight weeks and, and had Michigan State by the neck, did they? Maybe he didn't no, look like that right. in the Utah game. But I you know what it is Harbaugh does. You can be in college football, and when kids believe in what you're doing, they go out and get it done. When they well, don't, they didn't believe. They're, clearly, that's it. Dog, they didn't either two, one or two things. Al can't coach. Or, or what he's saying both? to them, they know are long and listening. How about both? Doesn't one kind of lead to the other? <laughs> hey, either way, either or, it's time for a change. And when we talk about oh, well. 58 to nothing, oh. <sighs> yeah. CJ, call, CJ called me because, you know, he coaches high school football. He couldn't see the game, and he was sitting out having dinner, and he looked up and saw my, you know, tweets on the TV or whatever. He like, let mm-hmm. me call Sap and find out what happened. You know, because CJ didn't see any other game. I said, see, right. we got to be 58 to nothing. He said, yeah, I saw the score. I said it was 42 to nothing at halftime. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got me a question for you. I said you. they put the walk in in the second half, and they still score. If, if you're there in person, when do you leave that game? No, 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 no. If they would have ever let me on the sideline, I'd never walk off, I'd never walk off the sideline. I was in okay. Tampa. Let's say, I was in Tampa let's week say one. It, no, no. I was in Tampa week one when Mariota and Jameis Winston had their little showdown. It was 42 mm-hmm. to 14. And I'm standing mm-hmm. there as the clock went zero. And all of the media from Tampa was standing there. It was like, you didn't leave? And I looked down at my feet. I said, they just wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, when, well, you, when you standing in a place Chad that you believe and, and love, I, mean, you just, I, you I was just out know. at 35 I was standing on the sideline that Florida game when that kid ran down the sideline and scored, and it was like, or, uh, whatever the score was, and we came back and beat him mm-hmm. in the Orange Bowl at one time. Mm-hmm. I was standing there mm-hmm. that night, and my feet wouldn't let me walk out of there. I can't. Your boy left it. Your boy left it thirty-five nothing. I can, and I did. And yeah, but you weren't on, on the, the sideline. See, that's different true. when you're standing on the sideline. It's more concrete down there that you believe in that we're standing on solid ground. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you would be like a, you feel like if you're on the sideline, all fifty-eight nothing. It, it, my feet would have been still standing there with Leon Searcy and the rest of the Hall of Fame class. I congratulate I, I, you know joining the bad boys. With. Yeah, definitely yeah. You just, agree with that. You can't though. walk out of your house off the sideline. You cannot do it, Chad. What True. if you're in the stands? When would you have left? Ooh. <laughs> I left. That's the, a good I left question. the Nebraska game out of my boys' box. It was thirty to ten. So. I might have, I might have did after halftime. I might have gotten to halftime after that pick. I, I put, I, yeah, I would have definitely left because it was worthy. Of, it, that was a firing moment at that point because ABC had then said fire him when it was twenty one or twenty eight nothing. You know the, the, the Brad Nestler's on the on the call. That's why I put thank you ABC hashtag fire him. I would call it now. For who, to be said fired. It? who said? Who said that? Listen, the the commentator on the game said. Oh, my goodness, I know Al Golden is on the hot seat, but this kind of performance is the kind of performance that gets you fired. There you go. <laughs> so that's when I tweeted, thank you, ABC, hashtag fire him. They, they well, said, you know, I was just, you know, I was you know, echoing, this is the type of, this is the type of, yeah, this what this 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 might be the linchpin. 
had he got to the 35 nothing throw a pick with a comeback with your second-string quarterback instead of needing the ball, walking in the halftime trying to settle your team down. You totally destroyed your team. I mean, and destroyed everything. Hold on. One more thing. Did Clemson not go in the at halftime? Sam. They stayed no. out there like they were. They, they stayed out there like they were a ninety-five. The only reason 95 they because a couple of dudes had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, no, man. They they stayed on the field like they were a ninety-five-pound football team. Like we don't like, like, like we don't like, need need like, like like back in high school. <laughs> yeah, we're Warren, good you know right your friend Chad asked me on yesterday's show. He asked me about a play in that game at some point when it was. I think he was asking me about the comeback, as if I was sitting on my couch. Still watching this game at 35 nothing. I have 20 games available to me on a satellite dish. And Chad's asking me, hey, did you see this? Yeah, Chad, I kept my TV on to watch all 58 points. I was in the parking lot. I was in the parking lot at that point, fully thinking the halftime score was 35 nothing. Some, some, some fan staggers out and says, yeah, man, yeah, it's 42 nothing." I'm like, well, come here. I almost grabbed him by the shirt and said, what do you mean it's 42? How'd they get 42? Yeah, through pick six. No, no, stop, stop. I was in the house watching, and I was fit to take off the drive to Orlando to go to my little girl's last homecoming, you know, a little, little mm-hmm. dance or whatever. You know, got to be there, mm-hmm. support, and scare the hell out of mm-hmm. a date. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I, I go in the bathroom to brush my teeth, and a friend of mine yell, another touchdown! I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't watching it either, Chad. It hit me like a ton of bricks, too. And then I walked back I out. Laugh. I'm like, dog, I what, I'm like, dog what happened? He like, he was like, dog, the quarterback dropped back and threw it, and they stepped in front of it. I'm like, you know what? The explanation you're giving me is worse than, than the score. So I, I just let it go at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm wow. just going to jump in the car and go to drive. And then Mark May had the audacity to, to test me on halftime while I'm driving. So now I got to deal with, well, Mark May going to say, you going to go down there and help the kids out. You just on Twitter. I'm like, what? So you know, Did we he hit you with that? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't just be on social media typing crazy. Go down there and help the kid. What? How you wow. how you gonna help the kids out? I went how to the you? University of Miami Al Golden Football Camp. I went to the University of Miami Spring. I go every time I'm invited to get anywhere near those kids and get out on the field and help them with their hands and they route to the quarterback. Right. And, but, I, but, how you do I, but I got an idiot talking head up help. in Bristol, Connecticut, talking to America, and America tend to lean his way because he's got to know he had ESPN. Nah, that's <laughs> definitely a lie. <laughs> I, I go to my university and help the children. No problem with that. Never a problem with that. But the invite keep getting lost in the mail after I went them, them first two years because, you know, like the DB coach did to Benny Blaze and that Bush kid, I don't need you talking to him. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think they did that. No, I had, they did that I had to hold Benny, I had to grab Benny. I had to hold Benny. They did this to Philip also, no, too, by the way. No, I had to grab you know Benny. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you talking to him. It said it loud enough where you can hear it. I mean, I'm like, that fight words, so I had to go grab Benny. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was, at, that was at the spring game where we get points for first downs. I, after, like mm. I told Keo after the game, I looked up at the scoreboard. And it was like, what, 54 to 42, 54, 49, or 52, something like that. There, You remember the spring game score? Yep. I looked at Kehoe. I said, I don't know about that score because I don't think we win in any one of them games and we got the first set of scores or the second <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No, we got, we got to be able to play some defense around here. College football, you got to be able to stop people. You can't give up these kind of points and expect to win football games. 
Well, look, the whole the whole coaching situation obviously is a developing situation. We probably got material to speak with you on for the for. All right, I don't let's know go to the NFL if y'all won't go. I'll go. Yeah, so Amos got but you there so in the hard. NFL. <laughs> Amos, what we got, Amos? Well, other than Gerald McCoy shaking the quarterback's hand after the game, are you kidding me right now? Oh. <laughs> Listen, oh. I have silly fan questions for you. So here, oh, here we go. Here we go. Me. My favorite. Go ahead. Humor me. Humor me. Humor me. You're a Cowboys fan, fan like me. We share something. We we're both Cowboys fans. What did you think about Matt Castle on Sunday? <laughs> the same thing I thought about Matt Castle every time he got in the football game. Where the hell is the starter? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, did you Romo, like? Did Romo you like the Dez pass coming back, baby? Hey, Romo and Dez is coming back, baby. In the NFC East ain't went nowhere. Ain't went nowhere. <laughs> they right there for the taking, baby. We right there. Nine and seven to get us home. Let's go. Get well, Dez back. We get Romo back. We fine. We still got our O line. I mean, we done, we didn't actually develop a couple more running plays now because these boys here are like, dude, go back and just watch uh, DMC, Darren McFadden. If he well, cuts outside, I mean, one of the fastest man to ever live until he took that quarter zone shot his first game in the NFL for the Raiders to go to Buffalo to play. One of the dumbest decisions ever. That's where his speed went. He never goes outside. He never cuts outside. Go, son, the longest plays in the NFL or any football game happen up the sideline. You might want to cut outside once or twice. I mean, well, there's an old outside, and he cuts back into a Bermuda Triangle of two safeties and a linebacker. And the, and the commentator's like, that's where you square up your shoulder. I'm like, no, go outside and keep running. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You, you know, I said on the show yesterday when talking about what Matt Castle achieved on Sunday, do you know how hard it is, and I'm sure you do because you, you are a Hall of Famer, I keep mentioning that, how hard it is to lose Thank that NFL game? Thank you very much. Game? That's just like a doctor that gets the Ph.D. You never, That's right. you never not say doctor, so good thing. I know you know this. Good job. I'm only How hard is it to job. lose an NFL game when you run the ball for 233 yards on your opposition? Almost impossible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's almost impossible. Because you now control tempo, pace, third downs. I mean, you, 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 you have everything you want in a football game. I mean, you have the line of scrimmage. That's it. I mean, That's right. And we yeah. lost it because Matt Castle threw a ball that looked like a punt, uh, an interception on the one-yard line. I, said, I turned to my family and I said, you know what, I'm 47 years old and I think I could throw a ball that far. I mean, that thing mm. looked like a punt. I love you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> the frustration of Cowboy fans, you know, I can't get mad right now because we, we, we just don't have what we have no need as for our quarterback right now. I mean, it's a lot better than that Brandon Wheaton, you know, 40-year-old show. I mean, the, the guy Oh, yeah, made, I will say that. So at least, yeah, at least yeah, Castle yeah. tries to throw yeah. the ball I mean, beyond at least he five was yards. By, by a quarterback's coach and a real head coach, and he knows what to do. He just can't apply it. He's like Dilfer. You know, he knows <laughs> what to do. He just can't apply it. Yes, he doesn't have he does, Castle doesn't have the arm strength to do it. Whedon has the arm strength, but he's scared to throw the he ball beyond. He, but, he, but, he, but he can't get his own head out of the way to throw the ball. Yeah, that's it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, another good Lord don't give question. you at all, Imo. I'm just gonna tell you that he don't give you at all. I don't have a six pack or a nice buttock, so he don't give it all to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm both of those things he just said. Last silly question for me: Can the Patriots go undefeated? Sure, they can. But they won't. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. They won't, yeah. but they could. Yeah. That's a fair. Yeah. Fair answer. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with that. I don't. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be hard to do. I mean, it's just yeah. the league too too. Tough. I mean, it's not the league. I mean, it becomes the burden on yourself. 
We've watched the Patriots do it with one of the greatest teams assembled with Randy Moss. So they went 18 and one, lost the Super Bowl 17-14. Right. So yeah, the Dolphins hey. beat the Patriots on Thursday. No, but a good Silence game. No, 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 no. Who's on the road? Uh, the Dolphins. No, if it's the other way around, I would have gave it to them. Yeah, the way around they got them at home, loud crowd, that D-line hunting, yeah, they had a shot. But on the road, no. Short week on the road is is one of the toughest things in the National Football League. They need to get rid of this damn Thursday night game shit. I don't know what that's about. Tell fans exactly why that is. All right. Because football players are creatures of habit. Tuesdays are off day, Wednesdays are work day, Thursdays the blitz and two-minute drill. Fridays, I love bull, jive, barbecue, and we rest our bodies. Saturday, we do next to nothing, just go over the, 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 the play, and then we go play on Sunday. Now, turn around the following week, and your body goes, okay, we off on Tuesday. No, we're over at the job. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Are you, are you actually running? This is what your body's yelling to you. Are you running plays right now? We just came out of a football game. Are you crazy? So then you go home and you try to you go to hydrate and putting your fluids in your body and whatever. And your body like, when are we resting? And you go, we're not. We're just going to kind of, you know, half, half, half we're going to half-ass it a little while and, you know, get through this week and then we're going to turn it back up. We're going to what? But let <laughs> me ask you, is this, your body is this dangerous? You. Your body betrays is you. Dangerous? Your body betrays you. Your body but is it dangerous for the players? That's yes. the question. I think that's yeah. what he's saying. I think that's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, we had the head of the concussion board. My 13 years in the National Football League from 1995 to 2007 was a rheumatologist. And he wrote in medical journals that back-to-back concussions have no lasting effect. And you can get a concussion earlier in the day and return to the same activity later on that day. Mm-hmm. What? Wow. What? What? <laughs> are you, How do you are do you, that? Are you saying the welfare of the players is what the National Football League cares about? No, son. No, shine the shield up. If you ain't shining the shield, you're doing the wrong job. Period. And I don't like I don't like the quality of play as a fan watching the game. Listen, I think the you don't like the quality of play because we used to give you jacked up and knocked out and concussed. You know, concussed was not a word. No, I don't mean the quality of play in the league, Warren. I mean the quality, the quality of play, of play on Thursday night. Because they, they, they don't want people walking around sucking through straws and and then having lawsuits. That's no, exactly. no, no, I'm not. Yeah, you're misunderstanding. I don't mean the quality of play in the league. I mean Thursday night games. I think the quality of play suffers because of the things you're talking about. Like there's not enough turnaround time. There's not enough There ain't time. nothing going on. You have a distinct disadvantage as the road team. Right. Uh, and the whole yeah, no team ain't doing that. no better. They just, they just, they just feeding off the fans. When do you leave? When do you travel on a Thursday night game if you're the road team? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> so you get one work day to prepare for the New England Patriots. Think about one that. work day yeah. and one. I just got out of the football game day. That's Monday. Yeah. And so the work what, day Mon- is Tuesday. And then there's, Monday's there's a, game there's a plan? crossover, Tuesday's and we about to get work? on the plane and fly and go into meetings because we play yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's crazy. If you think that's about insane. that, that's crazy. To be doing I, that so for this a is, This is a non-division game. I never played on but, Thursday, but I always wanted to play because it was the Thanksgiving. You only did it one time a year, and it was Thanksgiving, and the world was watching. So it actually gave you a little more energy. But, boy, this Thursday night, man, come on, man, scandal and uh, sleeping hollow is on. Trust me. <laughs> There's much so, better TV on. So, Warren, <laughs> if this is a non-division game, let's pretend you've got uh, Tampa Bay playing the Jets. 
you're basically playing that game blind as a player. I mean, you have very little prep time. I mean, if it's a division game, you might know your opponent a little That's better. That's why most but, of them are division games. Right, okay. Makes sense because they don't need as much prep time in yeah, theory. Yeah, because this is somebody we play every year. We've been playing for the last 20 years. This is what we do. Right. And the NFL yeah, is nothing but creatures of habit in a copycat league anyway. So whatever worked on you on Sunday, if you don't work on it during the week, we're going to come back and run it on you again and see if it's working. Right. Make sure that's it. Chad, Chad, Emma, mm-hmm. nobody's building rockets. Come on. Oh, I know. Listen, this is uh, this is just this is about owning real estate. This is Thursdays we're open. This is the NFL. We want to own Thursdays as well. So we got you on Thursday. We got you Sunday. We got you Monday night. Uh, I'm waiting for the first Wednesday night game. It'll happen before I close my eyes and go on this earth. They'll play a game on a Wednesday. It'll happen. So they trying to own they, every damn day. You know Look, what? After just a bye like week. 18, listen. You was you were, you were like me London at one twice, point. Right, no, you yeah. were like me at one point. You were convinced they were gonna go to eighteen games too, right? Um, I, yeah. I, look, I don't cancel nope. anything out. Nope. If it makes not dollars, even, it makes sense. Not even a topic anymore. We we more enamored with thirty-three yard extra points now. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, they know, they know <laughs> how to I take your mind off. Of, I'm telling you, they master magicians. They know how to take your mind off of what you were thinking about the eighteen game season. Oh my God, we missing extra points? Hey, it's a whole different thing now. Or why is the 18-game season, I understand it's the toll it takes on the players, but let's say the league came along and said, okay, we'll go to two exhibition games, because let's face it, the four exhibition games is merely being about able to sell two crappy home games to season ticket holders. So let's say they said we'll go to two exhibition games, one home, one away. you a crappy Thursday night to the nation. So, I mean. Right. <laughs> but would the players go for it if they expanded the rosters? Let's say they said 53 Game, uh, man, game day rosters. We're going to go to an 18 game regular season. How many two exhibitions? 53 man game day. Let's say they went to that. Would, would the players go for an? So you telling me you get eight more people than you get right now on Sunday? Yes. So what's that? Four on offense, four on defense, and they all play special teams. However you want to do it. Yeah. I mean, you tell I mean, me. This that. is your scenario. I'm trying to help you out so it makes some sense. <laughs> I'm asking you as a former player. Do you think the players association? Would go for any form of an 18-game season. I guess that's the net question. No, nah, no, not even, not even a discussion anymore. It went away. Once it, once okay. it gets off the table, it normally goes away, far, far away. they were really, it was, it was a hot button topic. It was really, really hot. You haven't heard 18-game season in over a year and a half. I know. Trust me, you won't hear it again. So the players just don't want it, and I don't blame you guys. It's I, not I, the I players think don't want it. They can't. I mean, you can't physically impose, put this on somebody. It's too much. Yes, I agree. Because the Thursday night is here to stay. You can forget that. That's never going nowhere. That's like Monday night football. It's it's here to stay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't have a got it, that. buddy. And that's America's yeah. most watched network. They ain't, it ain't yeah. never going nowhere. And paid a pretty yeah, penny no for one, it, too. No so. one, uh, should anyone have a problem with Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football has been around here forever. Uh, this, the Thursday thing's killing me. So The Thursday thing it is, is just, a, it's just, a, it's just ridiculous is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's owning that day, and they're using these guys' bodies to do that. And that's basically all it boils down to. So, that's it. You know, well, now that you're out of the game, and you're you're basically a statesman for the league. You do work on TV. You're, but you're no, a fan. I'm not like a statesman the, for the league. Well, Don't do that to me. I'm not a statesman <laughs> yeah, for the well, league. Nope. But 
you're a fan yeah. like the rest of us, so I don't there see you why go. we need. Now you, now you said I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. There you go. Yeah, you're a fan like the rest of us, so we don't need Thursday night football. We have college football on Thursday. It's been on Thursday. But the only for a way they stop it is if we stop watching it. That's true. You got that. That's exactly right. We're turning it on. Hey, listen, man. If you turn it off and the sponsors look and see a rating of nothing and you go watching Scandal and Sleeping Hollow like I do on Thursday nights, then then, then they'll stop it. Oh, Thursday night football is is dead. (laughs) Scandal scandal is the answer. Well, look, man, I know you got stuff to do today. Um, I appreciate you coming on and Sharing your time with us and uh, man, cracking us up as you do every every. Hey man, Tuesday. I try I try I try to maintain a little, <laughs> nice little steady little 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 little, little pace on Temple Tuesday with you beautiful guys and Emil. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean I thought I thought I mean I, Emil. I, mean, I thought it was I thought it was Emil. When I first got on the show, I thought he said Emil, so I was thinking A, and then the, your last name was a C or something, so I had AC. I'm sorry, it's EC. Warren, AC is fine. You, no, you, no, you, EM squared. There it is. EM squared. We're going to do it like Einstein. EM squared. EMC squared. You call me anything you want, man. I hey, really want for the ride, baby, so enjoy it. It's a beautiful thing. Trust me. I, 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 I hear differently. A lot of hits to the head, but I just didn't want the CTE money. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, big chat, man. I'm a, we're going to hey, let you get into the rest man. of your Y'all day, man. Y'all have a beautiful Thursday night football. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be watching who's it play, too bad. Who's huh? playing this week? What, what are they selling this week? I got to watch the Dolphins and the Patriots. I won't watch any more after that. Oh, we're going to watch that one because, you know, this this crazy head coach here might be, you know, he doesn't freedom from, you know, misery. So they might actually go up with a little freeness to him and play because they've been playing some beautiful football. I mean, even Sue looked like it. he even even Sue looked like he want to play again. Wow! I know. I mean, I Dan know. Campbell so, might be the coach of the year, man. He might be. So what? I'm telling you, dog. You got Sue to season. want to play football again. Wow! Ain't that something? All be right, good. my man. All right, be good. Appreciate you coming on. All right, that's Warren Sapp, and man, straight talk there for for damn near an hour, folks. Uh, delivered. He's great. Delivered. Yeah, <laughs> delivered. Gave it to you straight and made us laugh in the process. If you're hanging on to talk to us. We'll get to you right after this break. I I need a drink. I know Emil does. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoffs. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one day contest for $25 and get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code Gridiron Studs when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now!
Yeah, but you talked about people saying, oh, how are you possibly going to get ready for this game? And, and I know as unfair as that term has been in the way it's been applied to, to Clemson, the whole Clemsoning thing and losing games you're not supposed to, how does this team kind of approach that differently in, in your mind? Is it a matter of, like you said, that, that you're focused one game at a time, or is it a matter that they don't even think about it anymore? Well, I think it's ridiculous that you're even asking me that question. I don't, I that you even say the word. I mean, I'm serious. I'm sick of it. I don't even know why we even bring up the dadgum word. How about some of these other teams out there that lose to unranked opponents all the time? That's our 33rd win versus unranked opponent. We ain't lost to anybody unranked since 2011, but I have to come to a press conference in 2015 and get asked that. And that's all media bull crap. I can tell you how they feel about it. They don't like it. It's a lack of respect. If Al Golden wants to be mad at somebody, maybe be mad at that reporter that brought that up. Because, you know, since that came up, Dabo Swinney and the uh, Clemson Tigers have been on the warpath, and uh, they were swinging a hatchet around in Sun Life Stadium on Saturday. Uh, the only one Clemsoning on Saturday was the <laughs> University of Miami. That's ex- <laughs> that's exactly what happened there. So, nevertheless, that's what you got. That's what I mean, Dabo's pissed. You know he can go from he can go from dancing, doing the latest dance to what you just heard right there. Um, but nevertheless, hey, that is true, Emil. They did not go in the locker room at halftime. Took a knee right there on the field. Never what seen was that, that all before. About? I don't. What I guess at I guess at forty-one nothing, forty-two nothing. You had everything under control. What do we need to go in the AC for? So disrespectful. But that's kind of how that went. That down. Is, all right, we do have. Yeah, we do have a caller, so let's run out to the uh, phone line and see what we got here. Calling on the Gridiron Stud Show. What up, though? Hey, what's going on, man? You uh, was correct. Hey, I want to I want to get into I want to get into an argument with you. So I'm going to ask you this question, not football related at all. I seem to be in the absolute smallest of minorities. I'm pretty sure we might be on the opposite of this. I could be wrong. Could have read you wrong after all these years. There's the video going around of the officer in the classroom ripping the girl out of the chair and bringing her down on the ground, I guess handcuffing her. In my mind, in my mind, uh, I'm with the officer. Where do you stand on that? What a, I haven't seen the video. Uh, what man, what rock are you under? Uh, man. Put them weights down, I'm, man. You got to see it. You know, I'm, so when you see I'm, it, you can come back and comment on it. But here's the deal, all right, just to give you a quick wrap of this, and I may not do it justice. Apparently an officer was called into uh, a, a classroom where, you know, a, a student was being disruptive. To what level, I don't know. It was a young african-american female which is why i think this has uh reached this fever pitch um apparently she was asked to get out of the chair uh exit the classroom ignored the officer who uh made this request several times at a certain point when she no longer complied he yanked her and ripped her out of the seat put slammed her down on the ground handcuffed her um here's where i am i am tired of this wave that we have going in particular with our young people where the attitude is you can't tell me what to do that's your teacher your principal your mom and dad 
uh, officer, I don't care who you are, no one's going to tell me what to do. And in my mind, I show up with my suit, my shield, my badge, my gun, and I tell you to do something, you need to be doing it. I'm going to ask you several times, you don't do it, you, you can't respond to verbal uh, cues, now I'm going to get physical with you. Because what else am I going to do? Ask you a couple of times, you say no, I shrug my shoulders and walk out, then what? what what's my existence? So you get asked a couple of times, if you can't respond uh, if you can't handle the verbal cue, then uh, I'm going to get physical with you, and everyone there should know that. Right or am I wrong? Um, yes and no. Um, I love you to death, my brother. Um, even as a police officer, um, we should they should be trained to speak to a, a adolescent in a way where a child or a young teenager would say, all right, let me, let me take the opportunity to walk outside and speak to this gentleman. And, I mean, you know, now hearing stuff like this, I realize i got to teach my kids more and more that, you know, when you are dealing with authority, how do you handle yourself? You know, you can speak mm-hmm. respectively. Um, mm-hmm. if, the, if the officer asks you to, you know, exit the room, you can exit the room. Um, well, let me but, stop you there. Let me stop you there. You hear yourself? You're a dad. You got your kids coming at home. You're you're there. You're available to speak to your kids. I don't know this situation to be true, but I'm willing to bet there ain't no dad at home. So that's not even being taught. I'm quite sure that that probably is a scenario. Um, but still, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not agreeing with an uh, officer putting his hands on a child and is not, you know, understanding that. You could walk in with a teacher, the principal, and be like, you know, please, you know, come on, walk out. You know, you got to exit the classroom for being, you know, disorderly. Snatching a child out of a, ch- a seat, I mean, there's it, it, consequences to that, whether it be, is it, I mean. Oh, well, he's going through those consequences now, obviously, going through the consequences now. So if after all else, all attempts verbally to have you comply, out of the chair, exit the classroom, don't work. Then what? What Tell I would, what I would do, if, what, what I would do if I was the officer, what I would do is clear out the room. I clear out the room and I speak to her one on one, or and have a, a teacher or a principal or a counselor available, and, and explain to her this is the situation, this is what we need to do, and this is how we're going to handle it. Now, if she don't want to get up and leave and walk out the classroom without me having to having someone videotape me body slam her or snatch her out of her chair, then you handle the situation totally different. You don't handle you don't handle a situation where there's a classroom full of kids and you just snatch another kid out of his chair. I mean, what are you teaching them? I mean, is it okay? Is he right or is he wrong? And here's what you may be here here's what you may be teaching them. And I could be dead wrong. Here's what you may be teaching them. Authority comes. Authority gives you an order. You disobey that order, you set yourself up for something like this. That has to be learned, I think, uh, uh, Les. It has to be learned, man. Or you end up on that roadside. You you end up on that roadside, man, and you run into the wrong cop, and you try that crap with the wrong cop who's got a death wish, man, who's who's out to kill. Maybe we stop this girl from having that happen on the side of the road on a dark night where she thinks she could just do this to authority because they let her do that forever, for for however long, and she does it with the wrong cop, and then it's a Sandra Bland situation. That's just my thought process. Can I, and can young I kids learn now. Yeah, sure. If I came, if I came home 
I'm not, I'm not making this up either. It'd be funny if I came home and told my dad that you know I was in class and a teacher ripped me out of the desk and slapped me backside of the head or a cop. You know what my father's first question would be? After he slapped you, you in the head, what? What did you do? Yeah, what did you do? Right. What did right. You do? Yeah, that stuff doesn't happen on accident. Right. He'd be like, "What'd you do?" I mean, and then, at, like you said, probably he would have slapped me in the head first just to make sure the the wound was still a little, you know, <laughs> fresh. I think that probably would have went in in all, in all three of our homes growing up. Right. I'm willing to bet that. Yes. But, I mean, it, it, it's just the the difference of our generations nowadays, man. These kids now, like you said, they're raised by single parents, and single parents are not home. Being parents, they're being friends or you know or acquaintances to their children, and the thing about it is that um, it's unfortunate that these children don't understand. Yes, authority means as, as someone that's an adult, that's a that's a, a a role model, professional, whether it be a teacher, counselor, principal, police officer, fireman, asks you a question and then gives you a direct question. And say, look, this is how we need to handle this. You know, please let's exit the room. And she don't want to comply. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would understand physical force, but the thing about it, they could have asked all the kids out the room. There wouldn't have been a videotape of this if there would have been a teacher, a counselor, and a principal to sit in the room with this young lady with the police officer. I'm quite sure she would have got up and walked her her tail out of the classroom. And then the classroom could have, you know, restarted and, you know, everybody would have went back to everything and now it's not a media thing. But, I mean, it's unfortunate that it happens to African-American kids on a daily basis that they're raised in, that, in situations like that. And well, I think to, yeah, I, last, to your, I, to I your think point, the big I reason you made, that this has gone viral is because it's, a, it's an African-American child and a white teacher. Let's just be honest. Man, it's so. sure. And see, you know, Chad, I, I love you to death, but man, for over years, I, I kid, I, you know, I went to school to be a psychologist. And the thing about it is that these these people, these teachers now label these kids because of your, you know, you disorderly or you don't like to speak, or maybe the young lady's just very intelligent and she just, you know, she get bored easy, and you know, she's having a bad day and she's on her menstrual cycle. And she just don't feel like, you know, dealing with nobody or she emotional and she could be, you know, psychotic or something. No one knows. But the fact mm-hmm. of it is now you have, I mean, you pull a, a a police officer involved and he body slams a teenager in front of her classmates. I mean, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous, man. There's a better way to handle it. Chad, let me sure play devil's is. advocate with you. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because I hear what you're saying that we don't, as a society, have as much of a, a respect for authority. But here's here's the law of the unintended consequence here. That goes viral, and now you got a whole bunch of black kids throughout the country saying, "See, see what cops are like." Now, that's one exactly. cop. There's exactly. there's bad cops. There's bad lawyers. There's bad talk show hosts. There's bad everything. So that's one cop. But the problem is that because we're a society of snippets and social media, that mm-hmm. by, that video goes viral, and you've got large swaths of black kids looking at that saying, this is what the cops are like, see? Yeah, well, that's that's well, going to happen anyway. I'm just telling you all, that's going to happen anyway. Well, and I see a whole lot of, I see a whole lot of, hold on, I see a whole lot of, and it irritates me, because I have family members that are police officers. So I may have a little bit of a sympathetic bone 
uh, for for officers than I guess a majority of people are are talking about, or that they. I I have a little bit more of a sympathetic bone because I I kind of know what it is to do that job, kind of. I can't, I will never pretend to know exactly what it is. However, we have a segment of our society that are baiting officers into confrontations and cutting on the cameras when they feel it's opportune enough for them. So you you poke, you goad them, and you get them to a point where they now have to flex their authority, authoritative muscle, and we cut the cameras on, and then that's the snippet we show, and then these are police officers. It is harder now more than ever to be a police officer in this country. But when something goes do- goes wrong, someone kicks in your door, they're trying to rob your house, or they're waving a gun in your face, you're picking up that phone, and you're calling a police officer, and now you want them to come there and be authoritative on your behalf. And I'm sick of the nonsense. I really am tired of it. Yeah, she might be having a bad day. You know what, though? When your bad day turns into a situation like that and the police officer shows up, wave the flag on your bad day, get up out of your chair, exit the classroom, go to the office, and you can tell everyone there that you're on your 28th day. And can you please leave me alone? Put me in internal suspension. Leave me alone in the classroom. Whatever. Stop the BS. I am tired of it. And I know this. You got a ton of black folks out there that are saying this and that about it. When I know full well that if you were asking your kid to get up from the table at home because you're done eating or whatever, exit the room, and your child didn't do it, your foot's up that ass. I know it, and I know it, and I know it. And here we are. We're mad that an officer got physical. Stop the BS, man. Stop it. I'm sick I'm, of it. I, I mean, I, I'm not mad that he, he got physical, but it, it, like you said, it's a scenario, man. Like, I, honestly, I, I understand the the reason for him doing what he did. The difference of it is, is that he should have handled it in a different way. I would have had everyone exit the classroom so there wouldn't be no videotape. I would speak to her directly. With the teacher, you, well, you can't principal. stop the videotaping because then that's a whole other problem right there. Unless you ask a kid to put their phone away, oh, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big old problem. Because first of all, they're going to tell you, I'm not putting it away. You can't make me put it away. You don't have the right to put Everyone knows the law. They're going to be 16 years old. They know the law. Oh, you can't ask me to put my but phone away. I can know, film this if I want to. They think they do. Yeah, they think they do. Everyone let me ask they you. Know the let law. me ask you guys. This is a good. This is a good topic. I, even though it's not it was a football show, it's a good topic. Uh, have either one of you guys have had any real problems with the police? Yeah. Um. Not to not not to the extent of some of the stuff that I've had. I've had officers get a little funky with me. Um, I'm the type of person to try and defuse a situation. That's me. That's yeah. just what I am. I'm not going to challenge a guy who has a who has the power of the government behind him and a weapon on his side. I'm going to kind of just go with the flow because I know I'm going to try and win in the courtroom somewhere. That's how I operate. Right. But you've got others that they want to make it go been, down right there. You've never been tossed over a car or anything or goofy. I mean. Real bad. No. Anything bad. No, okay. no. I've been stopped. I don't get myself in those situations, man. Maybe I haven't been stopped right by the right cop. How about you, Lance? Well, well um, I had a situation where someone physically hit me, and I retaliated, and the officer made a judgment call, and, you know, he had some choice words to say about me. And I told him, I said, man, be honest with you, you don't know me. And I said... I said, bro, if you was to meet me on the streets, you wouldn't even say nothing like that. I mean, he didn't handle me physically at all because he realized I wasn't I wasn't about to have it. 
So, you know, him and his partner both looked at each other and was just like, how do we handle the situation? And, I mean, they didn't handcuff me at all and put me in the car. And, they did, you know, they didn't want to get physical close to me at all. So I don't have that issue with cops. So Okay. So so what I guess where I'm going with this is, and I'm not saying it's never the case, because there are, but generally speaking, I, I would say this. There's always going to be cops, for whatever reason, that don't like Black people, I don't know. They might not like Jewish people. I don't know. There's just people. There's just people out there that hate. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd say most cops do a pretty good job, and most of mm-hmm. the time, if you're if you're if you're not in a situation to get in trouble, you're usually you're not going to get in trouble. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say it never happens, but I think the chances think a lot get of really this, really small. Yes, exactly. The chances get small. Could you get a guy who just you know pulls you over? sees that you're black and feels like you know, he wants to screw with you. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything else in life. You could get be the one unlucky person that day. But I think generally, if you if you keep your nose clean, you're a good person, you, you diffuse the situation like you said. Like I tell kids all the time, you have a problem with authority, get their badge number. It's going to be on whatever ticket they're giving you or just write it down, remember it, you know, if it's four digits or five digits. And then you make a call, and if you need to, you get a civil rights attorney, whatever the case you don't need to prove on the street when a guy has a gun in a billy club that you're tough because you're not going to win that. Yeah, no doubt. That's my, no doubt. That is yeah, not I mean, the time to let to legislate it, litigate it, all that. You can't do any of that. No. So just move on. You know, I think too many people think that you're just going to go after these guys and and like you, like I'm like you, Chad. I I know quite a few police officers, friends, neighbors, people that are state police. You know, and they're all good guys. I mean, they're not looking to jam people up that don't do anything wrong. They're, you know, they'd run into a burning house to save someone. They're good guys, and I'm not going to say there's no bad ones because there's bad and everything. But I just think that we have a society have this thing against cops, and I know that right now you you hit the nail on the head. When someone's breaking in your house, people are dialing 911, send the police. Yep, exactly. And they need the they want the cop to show up and be hell of authoritative at that point. Not come yes. over there uh, being a mouse like you want them to be when there's this situation. You want them coming out, guns drawn, I need this handled right now. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. I mean, we can get into a longer discussion about how I think cops should be integrated into a school population. Um, but, you know, we're just, we just we don't have the time and we just are not doing that in this country. I think a school cop should be made out to be as friendly as possible, not come in there as, um, you know, the Hulk. I, I just don't think that's how that should be. That every every kid in the school should know and try to be friendly with that officer. That should be aided by the principal. Should be aided by the teachers. You should you should have to say hello to that police officer. That police officer um, really should be friendly with with uh, any and everyone at that school. But apparently that's not the situation. And that's the world that we live in. But hey, it was great to have a discussion, not about football today. How about that? And that and that's the situ- that's the situation at my daughter's high school. I think there's two or three police officers that walk around and introduce themselves to the kids and talk to the kids throughout the day. And you know, the officer waves his hand and speaks to me and stuff like that. And I mean, that's the that's their profession. And I understand that you know some situations is you got some good guys and some bad guys. I mean, the officer may not be a bad guy. I have a bunch of my high school friends that are officers and. You know, to each their own. But I mean, it's just it's just not a good look, just as a police officer against a child. I mean, it's happening way too much in society. And I understand that these children are disrespectful, but there's got to be other ways to handle the situation. Because 
I mean, I would be highly upset if someone grabbed my son like that. And, and I would hope that my son wouldn't be disrespectful to him, but still. Yeah, you see, that, there's a point, though, Les. There's the point, Les. I strongly doubt your kid's going to end up in that situation. Strongly doubt. No, nah, I, so. I mean, I, I, I raised my kid to be, you know, totally different. I wouldn't, my son wouldn't be like that. My daughter wouldn't be like that. None of my children would be like that. So, and here's the right, so my point is, my point is that's right. what's coming to the schools. People not like that, not like that, and that's what principals and teachers have to deal with now. A school full of kids that don't get much home training, allowed to do whatever. Um, the parents have an adversarial relationship with the teachers, with the principals, and then now when there's something that goes down like that, hey, I don't have the backing from the parents, so I, you know what? I don't want to deal with this kid. Why don't we just get an officer in here? And then it goes to that. Kid don't respect the teacher or the principal. I'm not gonna respect the cop. Who's gonna tell me what to do? I don't feel like getting up. So y'all, y'all, y'all do what y'all gotta do. I know that's the attitude. I'm not getting up, officer. What you gonna do? Yeah, well, here's what I'm gonna do. No, Body see, that, like you said, that that that's the, that's the wrong way to handle it. But even if even if that officer look at it, that's still a young lady, man. You don't do that to a child, dog. But. I understand where you're coming from, man. Sometimes these kids get to a point where they're disrespectful. I mean, I had to go to my daughter's school and, and almost chastise a young man, but, man, hey, nah. It is what it is. That's the world that we live in. But, all right, man, we've reached the end here. Um, appreciate you joining in on discussion. It's better than talking about the Lions, I think. Would you agree? <laughs> or right. you, you, Yeah, it's better than talking about the Detroit. I agree. I I, yeah, I, I enjoyed go. it more than the Lions. Yeah, all right. Um, Les, man, appreciate you coming on. We're going to wrap things up here. Uh, it's been a very interesting show. We touched all kind of topics. We got kind of deep on the show today, and I'm not just talking about this discussion. Talked about the whole University of Miami thing going on. Uh, of course, we had Sap on to give us um, his usual special insight, and it's straight, no chaser, all right? It's uh, whiskey straight from the glass. And uh, that's that's you know how we got it. Sap, he he says so much stuff that makes sense, but but he's doing it in, from from a perspective of being funny. That sometimes mm-hmm. I think people miss what he says, and it makes a hell of a lot of sense. I mean, he's making you laugh, but at the same time, you think about it, it's like that's that guy's spot on. Absolutely true. And the other thing is, like you know, what whatever the couple of deeds that Sap has done that has been publicized in his personal life. Sometimes people can't move that stuff out of the way to actually listen to what he says. You know, you've formed an opinion on him based on the couple of things that have made media headlines. And, you know, I can urge that to anyone who wants to keep coming on the show and listening. Um, like, f- move that stuff out of the way and just listen to the guy. If after he's on our show you want to get back to thinking about all the wrong things that he did uh, in his life, fine. But when he's on here talking, remove all that and really listen to what he's saying, and you'll find it to be rather interesting, often true, and it, if, if nothing else, just an interesting take from from an interesting character on uh, the things that people are talking about. And I think that's what we're aiming to do here on the show. Am I am I am I not right on that? That's that's it. It's entertainment, and we try to give you good information, and you do what you want with it. Yep, so there you go. All right, uh, that's it for us here. Of course, I'm having the Wednesday Recruiting Roundtable show tomorrow evening at 8 p.m., so if you're listening to this now and you want some recruiting info because you're into that, seems like everyone is, uh, I will have my uh, usual lineup of recruiting reporters tomorrow night at 8 p.m. We'll have the Thursday show where I talk uh, Seminoles and Gators. Big game coming up for the Gators this weekend. Seminoles, we need to talk about what happened with Georgia Tech, so that's very interesting. And then Eamon and I are back on for our 
award-winning Football Friday edition of the show where we get you ready for all of the action coming up in high school, college, and NFL football. So thank you all for listening. For Emil Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Lost in a romance, wilderness of pain. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit squidironstuds.com today. We got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridEyeStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now, set your profile up, and let yourself be seen.